Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. My name is Eric Skrzynski and I am the co-host of the show. And on today's midweek mashup episode, I have an incredible show lined up for you guys. We're going to be talking all about keeping healthy. We talk a lot about business. We talk a lot about branding, but it is also important to keep yourself well. And so today we have three incredible guests teaching us how to do just that. First up is Eric Smith. He is the host of the Healthy Wealth Podcast, where he helps people set up for healthy wealth in a broken healthcare system. He is committed to helping healthcare professionals with financial education and has seen and experienced firsthand the lack of financial knowledge in the healthcare industry and lack of loyalty and security in corporate America. He's traveled the country to serve and educate his clients. Next up is Dr. Stephen Cabral. He is a naturopathic doctor and founder of the Cabral Wellness Institute and stephencabral.com. Uh, Next up, and our final guest on today's show is Felicia Romero. She is a online coach, eight-time fitness cover model, and trainer on season two of Fit to Fat to Fit. 
You guys are not going to want to miss one second of this episode. And if you take away one piece of value from this show, be sure to take a screenshot and tag Travis Chapel on Instagram with the handle at Travis Chapel. All right, guys, let's get into the show. Let's talk about that for a second. What are what are let's let's do basics again. Let's do some basic health things like you know looking at the average American diet, average American exercise regimen. Like what would be some things that you'd recommend to the audience that everybody could probably do a little bit better to start thinking more about their physical health? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously taking the action is very important. Something that I started doing when I was like kind of out of not making health really a priority or a habit. Um, I started doing deck of cards workouts. You take a deck of cards and you flip it over, whatever the color of the card is, or sorry, the color is a certain suit. So an example, let's say, you know, push-ups are hearts, um, mm-hmm. diamonds are squats, clubs are maybe sit-ups, and then um, you, like a lot of body weight type stuff. So you can yeah. kind of figure out what it is that you want to do. And then whatever the card number is, you do that many reps. So you can knock through that, you know, when you just, when you're kind of starting out, maybe not in the greatest of shape, you can knock that out in half an hour, you know, worst case, if not 15, 20 minutes, depending on, on your fitness level. But that's one place to start. I think it just, you know, that's, it takes away the the excuse of, oh, I can't go to the gym, especially now we're in COVID, right? right? Depending on where you live, can't go to the gym. Well, you're using body weight. You don't need to spend money on the gym. You don't need to spend money on equipment. Right. It's just like old school methods. Do something. Do something. Exactly. Walk around the block, you know, just right. start with the walk. You know, if you need a little bit more resistance, grab a weight vest. I know you use that. Yeah. Um, I use that as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things. Just start with the basics because there's so much information out there. People can kind of get overwhelmed. Just start with something that simple. Yeah. Just do a little like research shows that if you can just form the habit that it'll start to get better over time. And that's obvious. So, so start out with something, man, 10 minutes, 15, 15 minutes, five minutes, just even the action of just like going outside, just be like, you know what, this morning, it's a win for me if I just step out into the sunlight, but do it every single day until it's a habit for you to step into the sunlight. And then, you know what, I'm going to go for a walk this time. And then maybe the walk turns into a run and maybe you add some push-ups at the end of your run and like, it, just get in the habit of being more active and start start small and 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 it really that that kind of goes for the uh, the the wealth part of the conversation too man like just start you know start saving a little bit more discipline yourself this week to not go out and eat as often or buy some groceries and cook a little bit more or you know don't buy the car that you want to buy like just discipline yourself a little bit with small things here and there and start building up those habits, those those uh, habits of discipline, so that you can live life later on. Because that, that's that's the big thing, man. Is like it's not like you're choking yourself or starving yourself of things now, so that like you just never have any of the things that you want in life. That's that's liter- that's the opposite of what it is. It, it's literally you're just saying no to momentary pleasure now, so you can have really long periods of pleasure later. Like it, you you can have a retirement that actually protects you that when you get to that age, you'll have a bunch of money in the bank and you can have good health because you built habits your whole life when you're older and you don't, you know, you're not confined to a wheelchair, but you can play with your grandkids and, and do stuff like that. Like if you, if you start right now, the long-term benefits far outweigh the short-term, you know, little bites of pleasure for that come from eating the extra donut or that come from, you know, buying the $1,200 watch that uh, you don't need, you know what I mean? Like, 
the the long term benefits always outweigh the short term pleasure. And so, if you can just teach yourself to delay that gratification, I think that you'll be you'll be happy you did it in the long run. Yeah, and you know, people say it's hard, right? It's hard to you know take control of your finances. It's hard to eat healthy. Well, you know, if that's hard. Choose your hard, right? What's what's going right. to be hard? You being you know sixty, seventy years old, not having any money having to rely on someone else to take care of you because you have no money, because your health isn't the greatest. I think that's harder than making the choices today, like when we're, you know, 20s and 30s now, because not only are you going to be so much more energized and healthy, and like you said, play with the grandkids, and you'll be able to do those things when you want to do it mm-hmm. and not say, oh, I can't do this because I don't have the, the money or the energy to do those things. So it just puts us in a better spot, I think, short-term and even long-term. You brought up the ketogenic diet and everything like that. Can you, for people that may know the word but don't really know exactly what it is, can you talk about ketosis, first of all, what that is, and then some of the myths around that, like how long it actually takes for your body to get into true ketosis and what that means? Yeah, absolutely. And I've done whole articles and shows on this. And that's because most people who say they're on a keto diet aren't actually on a keto diet, which again is probably a good thing for most people. But they're eating too much protein. They're just not cutting out their carbs low enough for long enough. Meaning that if you take in too much protein on a ketogenic diet, it can actually convert it to sugar. Your body will then start to actually burn more muscle mass and you won't achieve your goals, which is most likely body fat burning. So that's a big one right there. Hmm. Oh, that's incredible. So how long does it actually take for your body to get into ketosis? For most people, it's going to take between 48 and 72 hours. You could speed up that process by actually doing some type of workout, resistance, cardio-based training. Again, any of those can really do that. Resistance training is a great way to do it since you are going to be burning more sugar. And first, what has to happen is that your blood sugar has to get low enough and then your liver has to actually start converting its sugar through a process called gluconeogenesis to sugar to deplete it of glycogen. Once that happens and you've been in a state of lower blood sugar, now I'm not saying low, but lower for long enough, your body can begin to start to produce its own ketones. And it, it does that as an alternative energy fuel. And yes, it can be used by both your body and your brain. However, it is a good, what I would call survival-based and short-term diet plan. I don't know that we would want to promote it for the long-term, maybe up from anywhere from like, let's just say one to three weeks, or a lot of people are doing cyclic-based, keto-based diet, which makes a lot more sense going into it for a couple of days, coming back out, or even a certain period of time. That would be more natural, meaning like our ancestors would certainly have never purposely put themselves into ketosis. If they had access to fruit and vegetable and tubers and those types of things, like, of course, they're, they're going to eat them. It only makes sense. It's kind of funny that in today's society, we try to do things to essentially starve ourselves when when it's completely insane when you look at it from that perspective. Now, I understand people want to lose weight and the keto-based diet does have some good research behind it for you know, if you have cancerous-based tumors, it makes sense because those tumors feed off of sugar, right? So Mm. we need to limit the sugar. That makes sense. But what about the fact that fruits and vegetables are also anti-cancer-based, meaning that the the phenols or the antioxidants in those things help us to prevent cancer in the first place? Mm. So I just want to be careful how we twist the research a little bit to make it an appropriate agenda, meaning like, yes, it can help you lose weight, but what about the long-term? Like, what about the long-term effects? Yeah, so much stuff there. For somebody listening that's like completely brand new to this, can you explain what ketones are and why they're beneficial? So your body can use different types of fuel sources. Think about this, that 
when you're doing like a sprint, an all-out sprint for let's say 30 seconds or less, or maybe even 60 seconds or less, your body's predominantly running on what's called fast glycolysis or the glycolytic system of energy in the body, and it needs sugar. So your body uses sugar because it can't oxidize or break down body fat fast enough. So it needs a fast fuel source, which is sugar. Like that's normal. That's how it's supposed to work. And our brain predominantly runs on glucose, which is sugar during the day. So that's why a lot of times you get low blood sugar, you get cranky, you get irritable, your brain doesn't work as well. And you essentially wants glucose. Now there's another system in the body and that runs on a slow oxidation process. And the less you're moving, essentially, the more body fat you're burning percentage wise, right? So what we want to think about is that the body can run on sugar or it can run on a fat oxidative process along with oxygen. Now, when you've removed the sugar as a fuel source, your body needs to oxidize something. So, yes, it can burn body fat, which is extremely helpful, right? But it's slow. It's just that's that part of it. And then also your liver starts to produce these things called ketones, which can then be used as its own fuel source to actually power both the body and the brain. So why would we want that? Like somebody that's just like sitting there, they're like, man, I love my carbs. Why would I even want that? Doesn't even sound like something I would want to do. Why would that be beneficial for us? So a couple of reasons. One is you actually, you do have tumor-based cancers. It's different with a soft-based cancer. I don't want to get too deep into the differences, but yeah. you know, if you have a cancer-based tumors, then doing a keto-based diet, which is 75% fat, really lower protein, lower carbohydrates as well, that can help essentially not feed the cancer, right? So if you're not feeding the cancer, you can't allow it to metastasize and grow. Yeah. The other reason would be that a lot of people feel more alert when they're on a keto-based diet because ketones can't help with that. So again, there's pluses and minuses. And the third is that you do, you will tap into a quite a bit of body fat as you are on a true keto-based diet. But remember, you have to do it by the book. You can't do halfway with keto because like I said, if your protein is too high, which is what most people are doing wrong, they're essentially doing a low-carb diet and believing it's a keto-based diet, then you are going to start to tap into your own muscle stores, and you're actually going to mm. break down your own muscle tissue, and you'll get glucose from that, but you'll also get amino acids, which your body can use, again, for fuel, but you'll be in a really catabolic-based state, and that is not ideal. So if you're – I just want to make sure I understand this correctly. If you are limiting the amount of carbs and you're like completely taking out sugars and you're on this, quote-unquote, you think keto-based diet, and you're taking in a bunch of protein to like try to bulk up in the gym or something. You could actually be tearing down muscle. Yes, because now you're not using ketones as a fuel source because protein, believe it or not, can actually be turned into a sugar in your body. Hmm. So, so many things so, there. It's just, it's there, just yeah, funny to it talk about deep. it. Yeah, it's funny to talk about it because you just realize how many people are out there just doing the wrong thing. And they think like, hey, I'll just cut down on sugar and carbs and raise my protein and I'll gain muscle and eliminate fat. And it's like, well, there's all, so many things in our bodies that we just don't even understand is happening. So that's why I love dumping into, into these topics with you. What are some of like the different habits that you were talking about that you try to help people create? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I get a lot of ladies that contact me and again, you know, the more transparent I am online about the issues that I've dealt with, those are the people that I tend to get. So I'm very, very open and vocal about my past days of extreme dieting and binge eating. You know, I had metabolic damage, adrenal fatigue. So I get a lot of inquiry from those people and those people that contact me are sort of in that mode where they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I can't get a hold of myself. And that's the thing is people, most people know what to do. They have the resources in front of them. They can, you know, anyone can go online and research a meal plan and follow something. But it's really, again, the habits around the food. So what I get most of are ladies that have really hard time and have really bad relationships with food. So first and foremost, I have them, we do, I like to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of 
writing with my clients. So I have them identify what foods are trigger foods for them. For me, obviously we want to get to a place where those trigger foods no longer trigger them. But in the beginning, those are trigger foods. We got to get them out of the house. You know, for me, it used to be peanut butter. I literally would wake up in the middle of the night. I could eat a whole jar of almond butter or peanut butter in the middle of the night and go back to sleep like nothing happened. And that's like (laughs) thousands of calories. And I literally would think, what am I doing wrong? And I knew what I was doing wrong, but I was so much denial about it. And for some reason I thought since it was the middle of the night, like, you know, I was just going to forget about it and go to sleep and it wasn't going to count. It doesn't count. Yeah. (laughs) I just like, I told myself that story for so long. And for a lot of people, they tell themselves these stories, like I've eaten good all day so I can have this in the evening, you know, which again, like why reward ourselves with food? It's just food. So we have to like look at food differently. And that's what I try to teach a lot of my clients is create this different relationship with food and look beyond the emotional factors that we surround around it and really just use it for those nutritional purposes. And obviously we want to enjoy it. It's very Mm -hmm. social, but becoming aware and learning ourselves and, and stopping when we're full and not eating just because we're bored. And, you know, like, you know, we go to the movies, we all want to get popcorn and go, but are you really hungry? Like, do you really want the popcorn? You know? So it's one of those things where you just have to really be aware and learn within yourself. Cause again, no one's going to do it for you. You can have all these accountability tools and coaches around you that are teaching you. But then again, that person, my client is going to have to take the actions necessary to make those changes. And that's what I try to assist with. But again, it's really honestly those habits surrounding the food. So first and foremost, I have them sort of, you know, take out those trigger foods and completely get it out of the house until we kind of come to terms with their goals, but also being in control when around those certain foods. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's the biggest thing is being in control. So I want to talk about networking for sure, Felicia, but I want to ask you about this one last thing, just because of my personal curiosity. What do you think about fasting? I love it. I am a advocate of fasting. I love intermittent fasting. I really honestly, with as much studies as if I've read about it, because obviously there's pros and cons to everything, but actually like experiencing it myself, it's awesome for brain cognition, for function, for cleaning your gut, clearing your gut, giving your digestive system a break. I think we live in a society where we tend to overeat and emphasize too much on food and what it's doing to us. Because honestly, fasting for 16 hours, I know a lot of people sometimes have issues with that, but honestly, we have enough fuel in our system and body to really keep us alive for a couple of days. So I think 16 hours of fasting, you know, is no big deal, but I think there's so many cognitive benefits and digestive benefits to it. Absolutely. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapelcom slash group to join his free Facebook group podcast to profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.